Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Coaching Call podcast. On this podcast, we'll cover various types of coaching by trainers in sports, martial arts, fitness, and business. We'll discuss each coach's methods to getting the most out of their respective athletes or clients and how they attempt to change the platform in which they coach. Join us on a fun adventure as we discuss unique coaching styles. We've all been coached before, in school, at work, or on a team. Your first coaches were your mom and dad who taught you how to communicate, tie your shoes, or play a simple game of catch. Coaching is a universal part of how we get others to get something done. Join your host, Raphael, and his guests on this unique journey in coaching. Hi, I'm Sifu Raphael, and this is the Coaching Call Podcast. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoy my show, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. To donate, go to paypal.me slash Raphael. That's S-I-F-U-R-A-F-A-E-L. I'm trying to keep this podcast free of advertisements. Anything you can donate is greatly appreciated. Thank you. It was like I sensed these words in the unconscious. I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I said, okay, okay, I'll write these words because they won't stop in my head. Welcome back to Coaching Call. Today we're joined by Lois Hollis. Lois shifts our opinion on one of the most forbidden subjects, and it's not sex. She shares her 15 years experience as a shame, guilt educator, counselor, and filmmaker to give us a short, effective way to health and wellness. Lois, thank you so much for joining me on Coaching Call. How are you today? I'm very well. Very well. Excellent. You have three books, you've done film, and, and you went into something that a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about necessarily, shame. Before we get into all that, I, I'd love to know about you when you were a little girl running around. How did you figure all this stuff out? Were there lessons along the way that shaped, obviously, who you are today? Well, of course, our childhood and shapes us who we are. Yes. However, I have very um, limited childhood memory. Mm. So when someone talks about my childhood, I'm like, I don't remember most of it, even though I've got a lot of interesting things to help me along the line. Right. Um, I've always felt to be in the health field. I've always wanted to be healing. I've always felt that our health was the most important thing there is. And maybe that's because I had many injuries in my childhood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I feel like that's my design. I remember in childhood I had severe problems reading and writing because I was severely dyslexic and I had ear syndrome. That's when you pick up a book and all the words keep moving. And that's because of all the brain uh, traumas I had because of the uh, abuse and things of that sort. So mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I had a near-death experience in my childhood somewhere, five or six or somewhere, because my neck was broken. Wow. So anyway, so I attribute a lot of things to be in other dimensions. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only thing I can say. And how I I was able to pass all the tests and I 
was a very active nurse. I started the first kidney hemodialysis unit in 1966 oh. in the University of Pennsylvania. So looking back on my life, I've always been a trailblazer. <laughs> yes. And that kind of comes to the present because when I realized that shame guilt, not shame and guilt, shame guilt is the factor that makes all of us have problems. Mm-hmm makes all of us get into negativity and it messes with our brain, right? Oh, absolutely. And I found that nobody was doing this work. In fact, they wouldn't even let me talk about shame guilt 20 years ago. Mm. Like, oh, you're an excellent speaker, but you got to change your platform. <laughs> and I'm going, can you be a happiness coach or um, um, a joyful coach or a success coach? I go, yeah, but if you don't get rid of shame guilt, you're not going to get anywhere. Correct. You're going to keep fighting. So. I discovered that shame, guilt, energy only has one defect. Mm. It dissolves in detection. Yeah, it does. It does. Wow. Now you know why we've all been saying, oh, no, 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 no. So I'm like taking the opposite approach that shame, guilt is everywhere in everybody. And it's kind of like a leech Mm. that draws out of you your abilities. but. It really covers you. And when I found that out, I was he- I got healed. Wow. I mean, I was dying at 55, but now I'm rollerblading at 78. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, you, you are hitting me with a fire hose, and we need to break it down to a, a garden I know. hose. Okay. <laughs> and that's, thank you for doing that. <laughs> so I'm reading in your bio, at the age of 12, you entered the healthcare as a nurse's aide. Is that when you found your passion for the health industry? I believe so. And it's continued to today. Right. At 78, amazing stuff. Well, you know, um, we get jobs to do. And the longer you live, the more jobs you get. (laughs) Absolutely. There was one other thing that that you mentioned, and I wanted to get back to that. And when I asked you about your childhood, you said you had injuries and so forth, and that sometimes you don't remember certain aspects of it, but you have tools and aids to help you remember certain things. What would what are those tools? Because, you know, even somebody who may have not had injuries like you did, like a neck injury and so forth, they they may still be able to use these tools that you use. Well, the tools that I used is that obviously I went to traditional therapy to help when I was like 40 and 50. Because, you know, if you don't do your childhood problems, they become big adult problems. That's right. So obviously I was suicidal, depression, and so forth and so on. And talk therapy did help, but I I wasn't happy. It didn't cure me. It didn't heal me. So I decided instead of talking to other people, I talked to myself. So I said, because sometimes I'd be so depressed, I couldn't even get out of bed. So I would say, I would write, hi, depression. Thank you for coming to see me. Wow. What would you tell me? That's powerful. And I would sense that feeling rather than, oh, I don't want to get away. I said, oh, hi, depression. Thank you for coming to see me. And that's what we all can do because we all talk to ourselves. Yeah. But I had a way of making it effective. By saying, hi, depression, hi, I don't feel good enough, hi, stupid, hi, whatever words came to me, I said, hi, 
Right. How are you? Thank you for coming to see me because that's what they're doing. Your emotions are coming to come to you. Correct. And they want to talk to you. You go, oh, go away, go away. Never, ever, 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 ever talk to Shane Gill because that's a foreign energy put upon you. That's mm-hmm. another story. Right. And we go, Shane Gill, get away. High depression, high anxiety, high stupid. And then over time, I felt a communication between myself and my emotion. In fact, my film, Out of Discord into Harmony, teaches you how to talk with your emotions. Mm. Then comes the inner critic, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my inner critic is called King. He calls himself King. Ah, look at that. You named it. He, he named himself, huh? Well, everybody names themselves. You can't name the emotion. <laughs> right. They name, they name, because that's narcissistic. Right. We, we, I don't give you a name. You tell me your name. So King said, oh, I can't talk to you. You're too stupid. Because that's what I mean, critic would say, right? Mm. But I discovered that he's living in the timeline of 1950 or 60. I'm going, would you like to come to my life now, 2022, <laughs> and we can be partners? Well, right. it took a few months. Mm. But we made peace because I can't get rid of my king. Mm. He's part of me. I can't cut my arm off if it hurts. Right. I can't cut my nose off if it hurts. I got to heal it, right? Correct. Right. I- I'm, love- I'm loving this because a lot of people don't do that. They don't accept what's happening. And when you talked about self-talk, man, it is so true that we all do it but it's how we take it on what we do with it right yeah so i'm saying it's okay to talk to depression because it's a part of you depression anxiety not good enough bullying procrastination they're all symptoms they're not mental illnesses they're symptoms of shame guilt energy and so is fear, right? Fear is a symptom of shame guilt. Yeah. Everything is shame guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how about happiness? Talk to me about that. Okay. We have the love energy. Mm. Oh, what does love give us? <laughs> happiness and joy and comfort, intuition. We're psychic. Right. We're powerful. We can do anything. We're Hercules, right? Right. That's the dream state, too, right? Yeah. It's whatever you want, right. you know? And we have that capacity. God made us this way. But we have the negative aspect. And that's called shame, guilt, energy, not an emotion, energy that comes into us, changes our compassion to depression, changes our intuition to anxiety, and changes our passion to anger. See, all emotions have positive and negative. So when you're talking to your depression, it's depression and compassion. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad guy. No. So we just say, hi, thank you for coming to see me. Mm. But a lot of people don't know how to accept these things, like anger, right? People don't know how to deal with it. And they, they take it out on other people instead of of course, dealing with it. Um, you remember the hot potato? I don't know if you're old enough. Hot potato? But we used to pay hot potato. Yes. You used to pay, pay something around because she didn't want to hold it. Right. It's too hot to hold. That's, 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 that's shame guilt. That's anger. Mm. I don't want to hold it. We keep on throwing it around. Right. Instead of saying, hi, anger. Yeah. 
Thank you for coming. But, but in my film, I show anger as a five-year-old. Mm. I show depression as a 12-year-old. These are people inside of us, our childhood. And that's the answer to your question. That's how I discovered my childhood, by talking to the parts of me that got stuck because of the shame guilt. Mm. So I'm talking to them. And that's how I figured out some of my childhood. And, and so at what point did you realize that you obviously you, you did what most people don't do, which is work on their selves, right? And a lot of people still, they're denying themselves that work that has to be done. We all have to do it. No one else can really do it for us. Even You even said you went to therapy. They didn't help you until you decided to help yourself, right? So at that point, once you decided to help yourself, what made you decide to help others? Okay, by doing the work that I'm talking about, talking with myself right. and seeing myself as little kids inside of me. Mm. You know, we have a whole family. It isn't just little. Right. Child. right, right, right. We have brothers and sisters and um, inner critics and so forth and so on. I got well. I got younger because their energy came back to me, the six-year-old, mm. the seven-year-old. So I became healthier and vibrant from dying. That's a pretty big thing. And so by people said, what are you doing, Lois? <laughs> and I said, um, I'm talking to myself. They went, okay, can we do that? And I go, I don't know. I guess so. Right. So I taught them like I'm talking to you. Right. And I helped them along the way. That's beautiful. And they got well and happy. And then they sent me their kids and their cousins and their mothers and their fathers. And they got well. So I said, I guess that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's how it happened. It wasn't like I decided when I'm 50 to be a shame guilt educator. Right. There's no such thing. <laughs> but you also talked about people did not want you to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Was it? Was it because they had shame, guilt they didn't deal with? Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> because Absolutely. we don't talk about it. No. We don't have any. No, of course not. So I tell them, right now I'm in 14 countries. Mm. I just talked to Trinidad yesterday. And I was in India on Monday, on Friday. Mm. So let me tell you, it's around the world. And you're not exempt. But it's not human. It's not natural. It's an outside energy force. And that's what we've been told it is normal. It is not normal to feel like. I I appreciate you saying that because it is not normal. It is not normal. We should not be feeling that shame, guilt, that anger, because if we don't know how to deal with it, that's when it it kind of, it it overtakes us, right? And, And that I think is, is where you walk around and you look at people and you can tell that they're unhappy, that they have anxiety, they have turmoil in their life. You can see it in their face sometimes. Even if, even if they're in a happy environment, you can still see it, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to compliment you because you said the shame, the guilt. Right. Because most people say mine. I go, never, never own it. Yeah. It's not yours to own, so you're you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it it took for me some time to understand that we all act in a certain way. 
And sometimes our actions come from following others or doing what we see, we emulate. And as someone who was abused as a child, I understood early on that it was not necessarily my fault that I was being abused. And and I've forgiven the people who abused me because maybe it wasn't really what they were meant to do. They just, that's how they were brought up. So they were emulating what they knew. So, you know, it, it's, it has to stop somewhere, right? So, you know, usually they say the buck stops here and it should, right? Well, it has to, but yeah. we can only blame, we can't blame our mothers or fathers or the culture, the government. We can only blame the shame, guilt, energy, right. because the people have that energy and are acting from it. I mean, we're starting here something new. Mm. You know, most people um, won't even entertain it, but people that are ready can embody it, and then it can start working. So 10 years from now, everybody will be talking about it. Right. But right now, there's not that many, but it's the way out. Mm. It's the way out because we have to know it doesn't belong to us. I am so happy we're talking today. It it just changes everybody's perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens to you when you get a computer virus? What happens to the computer? (laughs) What happens to you? (laughs) It's not a good situation. Everything goes down. Mm -hmm. And it it really doesn't even go down. It just acts funny. Mm -hmm. Right? Your Microsoft Word or the your programs, it changes it. It distorts it. Now, if you can view shame, guilt, energy as a distorted virus coming into you, so we're energy. Mm. You know that we're energy beings. We have our lines and meridians and so forth and so on. So when it comes into us by other people shaming us or the inner critic shaming us Mm. until we make friends, our brain goes our thoughts go, our negative, our positive emotions change the negative. Right. It's a computer virus. Yeah. Like computers, right? And I love what you're saying because like computers, right? They have malware software. And so oh, yeah. we need malware software for the negativity that's in the world. That's the information we're doing today. Right. That's the malware. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love how you put that. <laughs> you know, great minds think alike, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. W- one of the things that, and the reason I, I said before is that I'm happy that we're talking is because a lot of people are suffering. and Oh, tremendously. Oh, it's too, too many people. And, you know, I think COVID kind of heightened that for everyone because now all of a sudden they were secluded. And when people are secluded, what else do they have? They have to think. They only have themselves. Yeah. And so many people were afraid of being with themselves, being in that space where they actually have to think for themselves and not have other people, you know, putting all these messages in them. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people, they might have been home alone, but they could not be alone. So therefore... They went on the internet. They went on Netflix. They went on all these other things. So they would have all these different messages thrown at them. But so many people did not turn all that junk off. 
and say, right. it's me time, right? Well, you know how the world is, right. you know, it, it trickles down. And that's why I'm so grateful speaking with you today, because my, my job is to help educate people mm-hmm. this new philosophy. Well, it's really not a new philosophy. Right. It just is. Right. You, know, you know, the truth is being exposed in so many venues. And we're just exposing the truth of shame, guilt, energy. Mm-hmm. Now, we can call it a leech. We can call it a parasite. <sighs> Everybody's got their own thing. And right. be happy to do that. So I have one thing that I like to share sure. that people can use today. You're probably um, aware of Stephen, uh, David Hawkins, right. uh, how he numbered each emotion mm-hmm. and enlightenment, Jesus, <laughs> 700,000 with 30 zeros. Right. Okay, that's enlightenment, 700,000 and 30 zeros. There is such a number, but I forget it. My son-in-law does, the mathematician. But there anyway. <laughs> So after enlightenment, we have love and joy and peace and happiness, mm-hmm. acceptance. And then at 200, no zeros, right. at 200, we get anger, hatred, revenge, so forth and so on. Do you know what the last emotion, the last thing is, last state? I'll call it a state, not an emotion. Right. Yeah, let's see. Guilt. Guilt. It comes in at a magnificent 10. Wow. Okay. 10 from 700,000, 30 zeros right. to 10. Wow. And you know what's after guilt? Enlightenment. Nothing. <laughs> Suicide. Wow. Yeah. That is a, a. Guilt is the lowest vibration you can mm. inhabit and still be alive. Mm. That's big. Right. I mean, if that doesn't want you to get out of guilt, nothing will. Mm-hmm. So that's proven. Oh, yeah. You, you know, yesterday I was listening to something and it said, if you steal, if you rob, if you do the wrong thing, even if no one knows, you know, and you're guilty, whether proven or not, you're guilty because your conscience will always know it, that you did the wrong thing. That is very true. However, if you're in guilt, mm-hmm. you got to get out of it. Yes, you got to forgive. Because there's no solution. So unless you can think of something better, I just say, <sighs> how about regret? Mm, I like that. If you can be, I regret stealing. I regret doing this. I regret harming my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Oh, so now I can make restitution or I can change my life. Or I can teach somebody. I had a client uh, a while ago who came to me because of severe guilt she carried because she couldn't help her mother heal from alcoholism. Mm. She passed away. And I can understand that. Right, right. We, I suggested to her to use regret. It's not the best, but it's better than guilt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So in time, she developed programs for people that who were alcoholics. And had much success. Do you see how the regret oh, yeah. led to a solution? Mm-hmm. So even regret's not the best thing in the world. At least you can have some opening 
guilt, bottom. there's nothing. It's the bottom. And if you can't get out of the guilt, call your friend. Yeah. Or, you know, and if you don't have friends, call the, um, the hotline, you know, the Walmart store or somebody. Yeah, you talk to somebody. somebody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, thank God there are, uh, you know, like suicide hotlines and so forth. Yeah. And, and yeah. we have people who are trained to be able to, to do help that. someone. Yeah. Because you know what? For you to take your own life, there has to be such a deep feeling of shame and guilt. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing after guilt. And it's shame, guilt. It's the same. So I like what you said because we just need to get out of guilt. Mm. And also on my website, I have now is the time and there are words from spirit that raise your vibration that you can get out of the guilt. Is it going to heal you? No, but at least it gets you out of guilt. We just got to get you out of guilt and shame. And those words raise your vibration and it's all free. That's, it's 30 pages. You can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can print it out and read it. That's beautiful. And that's your 911. Yeah. Read those words. Now, we just need to know that shame and guilt are the same. Mm. We have, and I'm sure you know this, there are two nervous systems. We have conscious and unconscious. Shame goes on the unconscious nervous system and guilt goes on the conscious one. Mm -hmm. But it's the same thing. Like medicine, if you have a bacteria in your brain, they call it meningitis. If you have the same bacteria in your liver, they call it hepatitis. Mm -hmm. The same bacteria in your heart, they call it carditis. The same bacteria in your elbow, they call it arthritis. You see how you get confused? I'm confused already. I know. (laughs) But you know what? Thank you for clarifying that because it is, you know, the subconscious and the conscience. When we think about, and we talked about earlier, the dreams, the ideas, the thoughts, the philosophy, all these different things, we can throw those into our subconscious because we can do that and let it manifest. Because it can become more. But sometimes we are not capable of thinking of that. But we can start the conversation with ourselves, right? And say, you know, give me ideas. Give me thoughts. Give me a way out. Give me, show me the light. And then if you go to sleep on that and you're thinking, I know there's a better way. There's, there's a solution. And then your subconscious mind goes to work, right? Yeah. And when you talk to your emotions like high depression Mm. when you talk to your unconscious like you said that automatically takes the shame away Mm. because you're pulling the curtain remember Dorothy the Wizard of Oz Toto pulls the curtain back well that's what we're doing we're pulling the curtain back and say this little old man with a machine (laughs) of smoke that's what shame guilt is it's a big puff of smoke So calling it out and say, I know you're no good. Mm. High depression, high unconscious. Let's work together. It's you and me. Mm-hmm. It's not you, me, and Shane Gill. Right. Shane Gill's not invited to our party. <laughs> not invited. <laughs> no welcome mat for you. <laughs> I talk to me. Mm-hmm. I talk to depression. I talk to my unconscious. I talk to my heart. There's a lot of things out there like that. But you got to put in the shame guilt part. I, I love the fact that earlier you talked about 
writing down your feelings. Hello, you know, whatever feeling you were having. And then you said, what are you doing? But you wrote it down. And to me, that's journaling, right? Writing it down, especially, you know, like when somebody says, yeah, I've been depressed for so long and it really hasn't been that long if they started writing it down the first day they felt it. And then the more you write it down, the more you can start to analyze it. So you become your own therapist in a way. Of course. Through journaling, right? Of course. That's right. You are your own therapist. I'm not saying therapists are bad. I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying that either. <laughs> you got to be your own. Yes. And it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it is. Well, you know, that, that's the whole thing, right? Journaling, because you're able, sometimes we have so many thoughts in our head and they can be great thoughts. They can be horrible thoughts. They can be crazy thoughts. They can be who knows what kind of thoughts. But putting them down on paper kind of takes them off our mind a little bit and allows us to start to analyze them and say, wow, why am I really thinking that way? What is this that I'm thinking? And wow, do I have to think that way? Or I love the way I'm thinking. This is phenomenal. I, and I want to go back to that. And so when we, we come back and we go, oh, I'm angry today. Well, let's write that down. Hi, Why am I angry? Anger. Hi, right. anger. Say right. hi, anger. Hi, anger. How are you? Thank you for coming to talk to me. Your anger is talking. And, and what are we doing today? <laughs> yes. I'm like, like, like I talked to you in the beginning. Hi, how are you doing? What are right. you doing today? I say, right. hi, depression. How are you? What are you doing today? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so easy, but people don't know that. Now, what you said, there's a reason for why it works. Hmm. Seeing is believing. Oh, yeah. Doris Day. And that's why I became a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Because I had to put what I'm saying into a picture. So people could see the green, dark energy. They get a visual that it does exist. So that's why journaling, you're right, is so, so very important. It is. You know, and a lot of people don't know how to journal. And the easiest thing for me to tell them is, look, you have a smartphone, take it out, hit record, say what's on your mind. That's perfect. Right. And you're talking to your depression through your cell phone. It's okay. Yeah. You talk to your friends, right? Yeah. Why don't you talk to your depression? <laughs> right, right. When, um, and I've known a lot of people with anxiety. Oh. And, and anxiety can be, it, it can put a stop to a lot of it does. people's actions, the, the way they work, the way they socialize, the way they live their lives, including, uh, you know, I've known people who stop driving. I know people who quit their jobs. I know people who just got out of a relationship and it wasn't the relationship that was bad. It was the anxiety that took over. How do you help someone who still may have anxiety and it rules their life? Hey, there's two ways. Yes. One, it depends on the height of it and the person. Right. High anxiety. Thank you for coming to talk to me. Now, a lot of people can't mm-hmm. do that right. because it's too frightful. Mm-hmm. I would help them to find the shame guilt in their life mm. so that once we get rid of the shame guilt, their anxiety shoo, turns. Mm. We don't, the focus is not the anxiety. We don't work on anxiety with anxiety people. Right. We work on the shame guilt 
that's causing it. And then it goes away. Wow. It turns just like that. Mm-hmm. Because it. But they, they have to accept that first, right? It doesn't just go away that quick unless they accept it. Yes, it the, does. When, the, when you. They have to accept when the work. You, yeah. When you have a fire mm-hmm. and you pour gasoline on it, what happens? It gets just, bigger. So gets we're talking about the fire. Yeah. <laughs> but if I throw water on it, what happens? Mm-hmm. It goes away. So we take away the fire. The fire is a shame, guilt, energy when they were five years old and they were put in front of a classroom and made fun of because they couldn't talk or read or write or dance or their hair was wrong. Mm. And that anxiety is still with them. Right. It's not the anxiety. It's the shame, guilt they received mm-hmm. from their classmates and their teacher. Right. Right. So once we go, that's how I do session with people. I help them to find the place wherever it is. and that part of them actually can release the shame, guilt energy that they're holding, get rid of it, because shame, guilt dissolves in detection. Mm. Once we find it, it goes. And then the anxiety, it's still there, but it's like normal. I mean, you know, that's good to be anxious if you're going down the wrong way street in a car. You should be a little nervous. (laughs) (laughs) You should stop and make a (laughs) U-turn. You should make a U-turn, right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Yes, it is that it is that dramatic mm. that people change when we get the I, I that's why it became what I'm doing, because the, I, you know, two or three visits, they're fine in their therapy after 10 years. It's not working. Wow. Yeah. And, and it is getting down to the, the heart of the matter, if you will. Right. When we think about sometimes shame and guilt is not something that we take on ourselves it's sometimes other people put it on us right it's twofold okay it's what people give us but we don't that's why i call myself an educator Mm -hmm. because i have to tell people what shame guilt behavior is because we don't know i didn't know right but now you know people talk to me on the phone and i don't take it on yeah (laughs) (laughs) i got smart but was i that smart 20 years ago no You got to get smart. Yeah. So you have to stop the attack. Correct. Also, you have to release the shame guilt that you got when you were one year old, a ten year old, a four year old, or twenty year old, or whenever, right. because it's still there. Mm-hmm. Shame does not. You can then say, "Oh, I released all the shame guilt." No, you got to find it. It's like cleaning a house. Right. You know, if I could say all the garbage get in the, in the trash can, it don't work. At least I can't do that now. Maybe if I get higher. Mm. Hundred thousand vibration, I can do that. But right, right. you know, I'm still down in the hundreds. <laughs> so I have to pick up the trash, coffee cups, dishes, and clean them or put them in the trash can. That's what shame guilt work is. You have to find it to get rid of it because mm. it dissolves in detection. Yeah, and, and I, I think that a lot of people don't realize that they actually, there's work involved. They have to do the detection, which is what you talked about. And I think that's... you got to be a detective. Yeah, you, you have to. <laughs> because you know what? And, and you're so right when you, you talked about cleaning the house. It's, it's basically, I think, cleaning your mind, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. you got to take the garbage out. Yeah, yeah. And what is the garbage? Mm. It's got... Shame, guilt, garbage. That's all it is. It's yeah. garbage. Yeah. 
and it goes away. But the good thing about shame, guilt, you you know, you just, it goes away. Like shame, guilt, the parasite goes to another person because it feeds off of your life. Mm -hmm. So once you get smart, it's going to another person. Yeah. I mean, like he doesn't, uh, shame, guilt doesn't want ground beef. They'd rather have a steak, porterhouse steak, right? (laughs) Yes. They want, they want more quality. <laughs> so They want more quality. But, but here's the thing, right? For example, like myself, I did the work when I was 18, and I didn't know the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. And people are still surprised that I don't anger. I don't throw things. I don't get crazy. And the reason is because I realize that I will gain nothing from doing that. And I rather understand then pretend I understand. And for me, I realize that if I'm going to get angry at someone, I'm giving away my power, right? And that's what I call it. If you're angry, even if you're angry with me, and I come back and become angry with you, you just took some of my power away. And I'm not giving that up. So I rather understand. Yeah, because it's the shame guilt. Yeah, yeah. I rather understand why you're angry. And if it's my fault, I, you know, I'm going to apologize and see how I can help remedy it. But I'm not going to take that on as, as my problem, right? Your problem is your problem. I, I, I'd like for you to keep it. <laughs> right. And you're saying your problem is not my problem. Right. And what you're saying is the shame you're, you're holding, I'm not accepting. Correct. So, you know, we're just using different words and we need to use different words because we need a new vocabulary here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what else to call shame, guilt, energy, but shame, guilt, energy right. or the leech or the parasite. Mm-hmm. I've been on so many podcasts. Everybody has a different word for it. And it's great. <laughs> I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you, you're bringing such an important message to not only my audience, to, but to every audience that you've ever shared with. Because it is that self-talk. And I'm yes. always a big proponent of self-talk. It's, it's spending that time shutting everything down. And I meditate every day. So, but I don't do sitting meditation. I do moving meditation. So for me, it's, it's that thought of me. How am I doing? How am I going to handle these things? So also, when I, like I talked about, When there's a problem, I leave it to my subconscious mind to come up with a solution. And there's a solution for everything. If you look back in history, every problem has had an answer. It it may be right away or it may take time. Yeah. But every problem has had one, right? That's correct. Because God gives you the solution. Then you get the problem. So you have to find out where, where that is in your life like you do in the unconscious to put the problem in. Yeah, yeah. So you got the solutions already. Oh yeah. You just have to find the right solution. <laughs> For a problem. Yes. Yeah. And it's not, people say, Oh, that's um, multi-personality to talk to your emotions. That mm-hmm. part of you are going, no, multi-personality is when no one's home, right. when you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then that's so rare. It's a very rare, it is a disorder. But it's very rare, and it's because the shame guilt has isolated you so much that you have become different people. Mm. I have the diagnostic 
Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Mm. And it's 900. That's a big book. It's 917 pages. That's all? Of (laughs) mental disorders. Wow. At the current time. Wow. I'm sure they'll add more. It's just shame, guilt. These are symptoms. Right. Of of shame, guilt. Shame, guilt. Yeah. That's it. So what do you want to do? You want to get rid of the shame, guilt and turn your emotion from depression to compassion. Mm-hmm. Debbie Ford, long, long time ago, is the only one I ever heard said that each emotion has positive and negative uh, aspects. Right. Connotations, right. Yeah. So we already are happy and joyful. It's just that shame, guilt was the computer virus that came into us and we need malware. Right. <laughs> yeah, we do. But look, and you're, you're a thousand percent right on that because look at a baby. Babies don't have shame. They don't have guilt. No. All they have is they have certain emotions. They feel pain. They cry. They're hungry. They cry. They see something. They smile. They laugh. They don't have that. And to me, it's our environment and the people in our environment that bring those two concepts into our life. They play hot potato because they don't want it. (laughs) They They have to throw it away. Mm -hmm. I I, I found one, forgive me for saying this, but it's a very old book and it was by a Jewish mother. And the title was how to shame your, how to guilt your children into obedience. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay. So, but seriously, how great that was because they acknowledged it. I am like, yeah, right. they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to, 19, I have it in my book, that the, a very famous uh, teacher mm. said that if you add shame and guilt to the beatings, they are more effective. Mm. And so we were taught to do that. Right. So we just have to change the world, that's all. But change it with yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You know, and there's so many movies out there that portray the shame and the guilt and, you know, make people feel terrible and all these different things. And of course, there's always a good feeling at the end, but they start with the shame and the guilt and the I'm no good kind of thing. Right. And then they come out on top. But it's because they've overcome those two things. Right. And that's what Hollywood is great at. That's why I became a filmmaker, mm-hmm. because you have to show things. You do. And the film is I'm Good film. Mm, right. I'm good. That's a great film. You have written three books. Your latest book is Now's the Time? Yes. I love that title. And I believe in that, because now is the time. What made you start? We know why you did the film, because you wanted to show people. But then you decided also to write these books. What made you write your first book? Okay, t- like 20, 20 years ago or something, I was in Sedona mm-hmm. because I found a healer to help my broken bones. Right. And it was about three or four in the morning and these words are in my head. And I'm going, oh, I'm so tired. I want to sleep. The words, I sense words. It wasn't like someone talking to me. Right, right, right. It was like I sense these words in the unconscious. I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I said, okay, okay, I'll write these words because they won't stop in my head. Mm, right. So I pen and paper, it's not computer, pen and paper, I start writing. 
Three months later, I stopped. Wow. Wow. Okay. I put it in my computer. It was 1,200 pages. Mm. I learned that once I got rid of the shame guilt, I was more open to spirit. Mm. And spirit could, you know, like, it's like God has a cell phone. Yeah. (laughs) And you have a cell phone. And you're talking. Right. But the shame guilt is distortion that you can't talk. Right. So once I got rid of the shame guilt, all these wonderful words came to me. Mm. And um, I still have, every once in a while, I give them out on my emails and things of that sort. I wrote a beautiful one on Mother's Day. Oh, my God, it was so gorgeous. But is it, God talks, I write. That's it. Right. So now you have a clear connection. Because of the shame guilt distortion. You got rid of that. Yeah. It's not all gone, but, you know, it's a lot better. I can, I can hear. I mean, sense. Yes. It isn't like I got you. You know, you know what I mean. I it's totally a sensing. <laughs> yes. So that's I began to write because mm. these words were in my head. And a lot of times I wake up two, three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, I gotta write. Yeah. And I write so fast because it comes in so fast I can't write it. Mm. It comes in that fast. And I can write four pages in five minutes. Mm. Nice. So that was twenty somewhat years ago. And then Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. I started. Wow. Nice. And so then you wrote another book after that. Yes. What made you write the latest book? Okay. Now, as I said, I people came to me and they mm-hmm. brought their mothers and the fathers. And, and I'm talking to them the same way I'm talking to you about Shane Guild and this, da, da, da. You know, there's only so much you can say over and over again. Right. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, seriously. So I said, I just have to write a book because mm-hmm. I can't eat driving me nuts so so i wrote the book and i said here read my book all right you'll save a lot of money come back to me with questions <laughs> yes wow great great i love it that's 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 my book because it's like there comes a point you just can't say and it's really not fair to somebody when they can just get it in the book mm, right but of course it's so deep you have to you know anyway you have to get into it yeah yeah it's a long story. <laughs> and, you know, but I, I love the title because 30 years from now, that book will be Now's the Time. Yes. So that's a beautiful title because it doesn't matter when. And, you know, some people. Oh, this may, is timeless. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter when someone picks up that book. The message will be to them. Right? Yeah, this is my other book. Um, Emotional Revolution Equals mm. Evolution. Oh, wow. And this is where all the things that we're talking about now, Right, I have all kinds of graphs and stuff because... You're showing how it works. How it works. Right. So you can pick this up, and every time you read it, you get something different. Yeah. And people have told me that the more they read the book, the less shame guilt they have, because it's bringing the idea of shame guilt from the unconscious, like you said with journaling, right. to the conscious. And they're actually, by reading it, the shame guilt's leaving. Nice. So if you don't want to do the work, just read the book. <laughs> no, I think you have to do the Listen, yeah, you, you know have what I mean. to do the work. Well, I, you I, have, to, once you have you, to. I think the hardest thing is starting to mm-hmm. do it. So once you start it, then you it becomes like, oh, my goodness, this is an everyday thing. Right. But I'm saying some people can't even get there. Right. So read the book. It'll and get then you, you can start your work. Yeah, yeah. So the the book is a good good way for somebody who 
probably does not understand how to get started, right? It's just read the book slowly. It'll start yeah. to come to you and then reach out to you if you have questions. And then we can do sessions. And Beautiful. I have a Facebook page, the Shame Guilt Stoppers. Mm, nice. <laughs> nice. I nice. Like it. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I'm going to put all your information on the description for everybody to go ahead and follow you and, and buy your books. Where's the best place that someone can get your books? LoisHollis.com, and I have everything there. Okay, LoisHollis.com, perfect. Right. All right. And my film is I'mGoodFilm.com. I'mGoodFilm.com. How easy is that? I love it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody that worked on my film kept on dancing, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice. So, Lois, you know, I would love a copy of your book. Obviously, I'll pay for it and I'll, you know, pay uh, for shipping or whatever. Oh, please. But, you know, obviously I want it signed. But I don't want to just get your book to put it on my shelf. Obviously, if if you take the time to have written a book that's worthy of me reading, I have to read it. I have to do the work. And this is what I recommend to everybody. We all have self-talk. Yes. But the self-talk is... What's the quality of your self-talk, right? So I think getting your book is going to help people understand that. It has to be quality. When we talk to ourselves, we have to also incorporate love because a lot of people may have self-talk and that self-talk could be negative. It's like, look how, how heavy I am. Look how ugly I am. Look at this. Look at that. I'm no good. And that's all the negative self-talk, right? Yes. You say high heaviness. Right. You know, you don't call it bad or good. Mm-hmm. You don't call it negative or positive. It just is. Right. High heaviness. Hi, I don't feel good. Hell, I feel like good today. Thank you for coming to talk to me. Yeah. No matter what it is, you say thank you. Mm-hmm. You embrace the other parts of yourself. Right. Where we... You know, hi, inner critic. Thank you for coming to talk to me. And he'll say, shut up, and he'll go away. You go, thank you. Well, at least he talked to you. Right. Said a few words. Yeah, you, you got to give him that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Lois, this has been so informative. I really appreciate it, you being on my show. And the message that you are clearly wanting people to get is get rid of and you said it, you can't get rid of it entirely, but you can let it not dominate your life, right? The shame, guilt. Well, you can get, you get rid of it, but it's in increments. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I was a star 10 years ago. I got rid of more shame, guilt. Mm. And that's the key to longevity. Right. Because the shame, guilt destroys your physical meridians. Mm-hmm. It distorts your mind. It distorts every part of your being. You know, it, it, it's you just got to get rid of that shame, guilt. And the more you get rid of, the better you are. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'll talk to you in 10 years and let you know how I'm doing. We we have to do another <laughs> podcast, maybe maybe in five and then 10 and then maybe 15. in one. You know, you never maybe know. Maybe in one, right? <laughs> you know, the thing is, and you talked about longevity, right? It is a lot of people say, well, I'm too old. Oh. And I'm like, what are you kidding? You're only 42. And people are like, you're too old. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're a young person. It's, it's in the mind, right? So our mind delivers these messages to our body. If you say you're too old, 
Our inner critic does. Oh, yeah. Our inner critic. Right. Your inner critic is going to say you're too old. And then guess what? Exactly. You start acting too old. So you say, hi, inner critic. We need to talk about this. Right. You know, we got to talk here. You know, if you have a problem with your boss or your manager or your wife or your husband, hey, hon, we got to talk about this. You do. That's what you do with your inner critic. Hey, inner critic or George or King or whatever name he calls himself. Right. Nazi, I don't know. There's all kinds of words they call. Yeah. We got to make friends here. Mm. That's what we got to do. You, because I believe, yeah, believe that's what happened. No, go ahead. What do you believe? You believe it? it that um, in Alzheimer's, that's what happens. Okay, there's nutritional deficiencies and everything for Alzheimer's. But on an emotional basis, when we don't talk to our inner critic anymore, when we don't talk to the depression or I'm too fat or I'm too ugly, they go away. Mm. They can only last a certain time. And then when they go away, the Alzheimer's is a, a disease of that happening. Mm-hmm. They lose their self. Right. So we, we need to have that conversation all the time, right? Yeah. Mm. You want to see um, five and six-year-olds because, you know, I help a lot of parents and then they talk with their kids. What, the, the little bear that they carry or the little doll right. has a name and yeah. it's part of who they are. Mm-hmm. So we know this naturally to talk to ourselves. We do. So our kids are really teaching us. You know, I, I think children were put in this world to teach the parents I, how to be parents. I agree. Mm. You're, not many people agree with us, but <laughs> I, I totally agree. Right, right. Lois, thank you so much for today. I really, really appreciate it. And I definitely want people to uh, you know, reach out to you because you have not only great books to be able to read in your film and also the fact that you're encouraging people to do the work and if they have questions, to reach out to you. So thank you for that. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll be back with a new episode and a new guest. You can find all episodes of the Coaching Call podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts. I ask that you please leave me an honest review. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and buy me a cup of coffee. Make it a large. I'm trying to keep this episode free of advertisements. Anything you can donate to the cause is greatly appreciated. To donate, go to paypal.me backslash Sifu Raphael. Thank you and I really appreciate your help.